Welcome, race fans! Welcome, race fans. This is the Debris and Turn 3 Fancast, and we are back with another episode of our Grandstanders view of all the action from the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League, and we'll look ahead to this weekend in Las Vegas. From Brooklyn, New York, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is DIT3. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is Debris in Turn 3, the fan cast about NASCAR racing and its companion league, Debris in Turn 3 on NASCAR Fantasy Live. We are back in our Bushwick studios again this week. Man, it was it was rough getting Welcome here today. To yeah, the, the, how the tables have turned. Yeah. Usually it's me having the adventure trying to get to your apartment. Yeah, so I had some unexpected guests tonight at my apartment so we decided to do it in brooklyn fortunately i didn't have any of the equipment to do this podcast so i had to run home quick but it took me two hours to get from nassau county into park slope there was an accident on the grand central just like right before the entrance to the jackie That's robinson a, parkway oh man it could bottleneck there bad yeah so i got past that and then getting onto the Jackie Robinson, it's usually backed up a little bit, but it was course, like really shower traffic. Yeah. Turns out some idiot in a truck, like a big, you know, rig thought that he could drive on the parkway, not realizing that the bridges are low. So, you know, that just caused a whole other melee on the parkway. That's the worst. How many times do you all of a sudden you find yourself in traffic because a truck gets stuck under these low bridges? Yeah, I mean, then you constant. see these signs flashing. Yeah, no trucks on parkway. Who's driving these <laughs> trucks? Sometimes I'm like, man, did, did you miss something? Because that's, that's that sign was pretty bright. Yeah, <laughs> but we're back in Brooklyn, so you're I mean, not the in, only in one Bushwick. with bad car trouble though today. Because right before you came over here, my friend was on the bridge and she calls me up. She goes, "Oh my god, I'm having a flat tire," and I go, "Listen, just you know, pull off." I be safe because she was like, should I get off the bridge, make it to the end? And I was like, if you just get off as soon as you can, just pull off someplace safe and, you know, call roadside, call 911 if you need. And so she pulls off. She's on Ward's Island. I don't really know about anything <laughs> up there, but apparently there's a, a facility over there. There's all sorts of strange yeah, What are they doing in that facility? Uh, all sorts of strange things, I'm sure, <laughs> like the little island under the bridge yeah. in the East River. Weird. Yeah, man. Welcome back to Bushwick. Uh Man, another beautiful day, though. It seems yeah. like every time you come over here for a show, it's been fantastic lately. Yeah, it's like spring is coming early. Yeah, except for as soon as you left last week, the rain came, it got cold, but now you're back here today. It's another beautiful afternoon. Yeah. And, uh, man, I've been lucky. I've just been like hanging out and just keep catching up on NASCAR lately and getting all into it. And... Uh, yeah, you know, the one thing's different about recording here is your apartment is like you have some animals at your place. They kind of stay far away. Yeah, uh, we had this couple animals in this apartment uh, trying to keep one away. The, the, the cat's <laughs> gonna try to get in here at some point. Yeah, and then the dog, she's she's like right up next to me here. Yeah, like, she's just chilling. She is just chilling, right? Yeah, yeah. Molly's a good girl. She's a big race fan too. I mean, she hasn't missed a race yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so 500 miles around Georgia this weekend. I was out on Long Island, and 
for for the race, and I mm-hmm. chilled out, and we had the Thunder Rally 500, so I kind of <laughs> had both things going on at the same time. We had a bit of a race afternoon going out over there. Nice, cool. So who won the, the Thunder Rally 500? I did. Nice. Finally. <laughs> I haven't had a win in a long time. It was getting pretty bad. Yeah. Hardy's racing. <laughs> if you got like one thing to hang his hat on right now is his dominance in Thunder Rally. Yeah. We still got to get you to try that game. Yeah. And anybody else out there, man, I kind of some people snicker and kind of look, but I and, and kind of give a little side eye to it. But I tell you what, it's it's great. And we just bought this like, crew chief expansion thing for it, <laughs> where you get these cards yeah. that kind of um, you get little bonus if you're running around the high side, the low side. It's it, it's uh, loads of fun, man, and like it get very frustrating yeah. when you get to rub in his racing card <laughs> and just bump your friend right out of the way in nice. the corner. It's yeah. <laughs> um, so. That's where I uh, was catching up with the race this weekend, and uh, f- funny also yeah. was I'm catching up on a lot of movies also. Yeah, since I have a little extra free time right now, and just like last week, I watched Logan Lucky before. Like I just was like putting on a movie when I was getting yeah. ready to show. I didn't even realize going to Vegas this week. I put on that movie, The House. <laughs> have you seen that one? I have not, but I heard it was terrible. I don't know where you heard that from because I thought it was so funny. And like so basically I sat there and watched that movie for an hour and a half and yeah. then had to like write the show. <laughs> they had multitasking is like equivalent to drunk driving. I completely believe it. Okay. I've never heard that never? comparison. Just kind of give it a Google one day. I okay. tell, <laughs> you'll be surprised. And then think about it. You're like, actually, yeah, you know? That's why I don't know if it's a great idea to have the Islander game on while we're doing this show. Yeah. Well, I have, like, the perfect vision for it. You'd have to, like, turn around a little bit. I do have to kind of cock my head to the left over here, but I'm thinking about going to the game on Friday night. So, and, Who are they uh, playing? They're going to be playing the Canadians again, a little oh, home and home. home. Cool. And uh, it's, like, just right after the trade deadline here. So, I mean, the Islanders kind of they made the bed with, really, whoever they got. Yep. Barzel. They made a trade, right? They got someone from uh, Edmonton. Yeah, defenseman. He's actually making his debut in the game today. This guy, Brandon Davidson. Yeah. Little uh, guy with a little, he's a little height, a little strength, you know, hopefully a little grit grinder and get, you know, a little more defense because the Islanders need it. Yeah. Uh, but once again, Dan, what is this, a hockey show? Is that- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where were you this weekend for the show? I uh, mean, for the, uh, yeah, for, for yeah, the show. At for the, the show, yeah. Georgia Pavement, the 500 yeah. miles. Um, I was home this weekend. I honestly don't remember what I did on Saturday. Uh Probably, oh, I think uh, I watched Phantom Thread, that movie, Dan- the Daniel Day-Lewis movie, his, like, final movie. It's his final movie? Yeah, he's, like, retiring after this, and it's an Oscar-nominated film, so we Everyone that. told me I needed to see Lincoln, and I haven't yet. Yeah, I never And everyone that. told me I needed to see There Will Be Blood. That was a good one. And I haven't yet. You should see that. <laughs> I feel like with, like, Daniel Day-Lewis movies, it's... I, I gotta like okay, listen. This is like an event. Okay, do we ever make your popcorn? Do you have your soda? <laughs> Can we turn the lights down? I, I gotta yeah. like, sit down and watch it. I can't put it on yeah. the side. Well, it was good. It was a little weird, but I'm. I think I've watched every movie now except for Darkest Hour, which is the Gary Oldman where he plays uh, Winston Churchill. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, I, I do want to see that yeah. movie. His Oscars also. are on this Sunday, the fourth. Right. Everyone's yeah. trying to catch up on all their Oscar movies and yeah. then see it before that. Uh, 
I actually had to look at what day the Oscar was because I wanted to, uh, even though they're like Sunday, but it's like the big yeah. like event day on that weekend because I'm having like, I want to have a party next weekend. Yeah. I haven't heard if you're coming, Dan. Are you going to make it to my party? I think I'm going to make it. You think you're going to make it? Yeah. I'm kind of hoping you are because like <laughs> I said, it could be a big fail, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Sunday, you just watch the race from home? Yeah, it's just cleaning the apartment, watching the race. Cool. And yeah. Uh, long 500 miles with the rain delay. It yeah. was uh, a long afternoon. Just have some NASCAR coverage on and yeah. chilling. So uh, let's get into it. Let's check out and see who won this weekend in the winner's circle. This is the winner's circle. This is a new segment that we're doing this year where we just kind of highlight all the winners uh, from over the weekend in all the major series. So let's get right into it. On Sunday, in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, Kevin Harvick dominated the entire race, uh, brought home the win in Atlanta 17 years after his first Cup win there in 2001, uh, when he took over the 29 car for Dale Sr. after his death. And of course, he did the old you know, three-finger salute during his victory lap. I, th- I, thought it was, I thought it was moving. Yeah. And it was emotional. It was emotional. And you could see Harvick getting emotional in the car. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was a great win. It was a, I mean, it was a, it was a dominating win, and it, it was emotional, and it meant a lot to Harvick, too. So it was a good win, a popular yeah. win, I think. And we should have seen that win coming because the day earlier, as part of the doubleheader in the Xfinity race, Kevin Harvick swept all three stages, won that race as well. That um, was the early race on Saturday. Yeah. Which was a bit of a surprise. I thought to go with the truck uh, yeah, first, you would, you would think, but it, was, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, but <laughs> the race, on the other hand, uh, just saw Harvick dominate yeah. start to finish. Yeah. And then uh, the first part of the doubleheader, uh, the truck series. Well, the second part of the doubleheader. The we second part, yes. Second, one. yes. I was saying how I yeah. thought it was weird that the Xfinity was <laughs> yeah. first. And, yeah. yeah. Got to get used to this stuff. <laughs> so the second part of the doubleheader, Brett Moffitt, he got the win. Uh, that race went into overtime. Uh, he was able to take the lead on that restart and just took off. He had over a, a one-second lead on the field and just brought home the check flag. Yeah, well, he just kind of he made a great move to the inside, jumped out front, and then just didn't look back, took the checker flag. But let's be honest, he wouldn't have really gotten it if it wasn't for that that late uh, pit stop malfunction yeah. by Kyle Busch's crew when yeah. he lost their left rear tire. Yeah. Pulling out. I think that was actually earlier in the race. I don't know if that was at the end. No, it was right there. Oh, it was at right the there? Oh, because they all the recaps said earlier in the race, Kyle Busch, yeah, someone had it wrong. I'm fairly certain it was right there at the end. Okay. I you mean, tell I us, watched fans. the race yeah. that night, and I yeah. haven't looked back on that race. Yeah. And, man, now I'm like, hold well, on. When everyone rates and comments on our yeah, show, all they, right. they you can tell me how terrible I am. Yeah. I was, like, I was just giving Dan, like, hold on, should we go call timeout on here? We're so off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can yeah. just tell me how. Catch yeah. up with me. Tell me yeah. how bad I am. <laughs> so that's it for uh, the winter circle for this week. Uh, let's get into the Debris in Turn 3 NASCAR Fantasy Live League. Matt? In first place last weekend in Atlanta Motor Speedway, white flag lap, 277 points. I think that's about, we're going to see a dominating performance yeah. from a winner. So congratulations, white flag lap, first race this season. Uh, on a, a, a second week entry. Nice. Yeah, uh, he had everybody, all, all drivers in the top ten and fifty bonus points. So wow. that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of points. I think that's yeah. about where we're going to see pretty much a dominating performance this week. Yeah. It's second Chicken Pit Racing making a comeback this season, serving their 
a one-year suspension for rough racing, <laughs> is back uh, in 2018, and as a second place, he swept all the stages. So, wow. I mean... Good guessing. Good, all right, it's pretty good guessing. We had, we had a lot of people guess Harvick this week. Yeah. I mean, and I think that, that was a safe bet. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a lot of people, like myself, picked uh, Kyle Busch for the win. Uh, I think he was, like, second. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think a lot of people were also expecting Harvick to maybe crumble again. And then, in a second, uh, I'm sorry, in third place, fourth, and fifth are all guys that had another second uh, second top five of the year. And that's uh, SP5. Four, one, two, one, six. Stormtrooper. <laughs> it's just a stormtrooper. Every time I see that, like, yeah. like, like he's just Finn has just doubled down. He's yeah. just he's in now. He must really like he's NASCAR. He's the sunscreen stormtrooper. Because it's his second top five, and then fourth and fifth, Vegas bound, and Rusty. So I mean, these guys are finding themselves up front in the points. Also, yeah. uh, I came home at eleventh with 168 points, and then Dan, you at the yeah. It's the bottom of the rankings there, man. 18th place. Yep, 93 points. You know what? I made all my picks right after qualifying, and then I never went back and like adjusted them after the practice. So I don't, I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of struggled with some of the... I saw like Ricky Stenhouse for the stage one win. <laughs> what is... Because he was fast in qualifying. He was and fast like, in qualifying, but man, oh man, I did not... That's, that was not a good thing. Uh, no. <laughs> I took I took Harvick in the first stage. I took Martin Truex in the second stage. I thought they were going to just pull one of these kind of races where, you know, have all their issues, you know, kind of prior to the race. And then all of a sudden, like, him and Cole Pern were just going to knock it out of the park there. Uh, and then I had Kyle Busch for the win like you did. Yep. Uh, quick honorable mentions. Blazing Sadler in seventh. Really cool team name. Yeah. Uh, 140 points, which was great. Uh, but one problem. He didn't pick anybody else for the stage wins <laughs> or the race pick the roster. Yeah, just didn't yeah. fill it out. So, guys, remember, right. that's, you got to pick your, your team and those bonuses at the bottom. You can just enter them yeah, in was, ahead of time if you want to. Yeah, like those Dan- bonus points are going to be crucial. Like bonus A lot of people got, like, a 50-point bonus points. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people were betting on Harvick. Yeah. I think a lot of people were, uh, like I said, it's kind of a safe bet there because he just was dominating and, you know, he was doing his he was harvicking around that track yeah <laughs> uh and then let's just peek in in the second race hardy's racing inc at six seconds faster last year our first and second place finishers 16 and 17 respectively in the standings yeah. after their daytona start has gone from bad to worse they're like jimmy johnson they are like jimmy johnson <laughs> right now let's see are they gonna they're gonna Face uh, face everything and rise. Yep. That's what Jimmy says. Very inspirational tweet this week. Yeah. Got a lot of likes, a lot of retweets. Hope about Got that. It. <laughs> and uh, so after the weekend, uh, also uh, SPF 541216. <laughs> I feel like I'm putting on some like sunscreen or something, yeah. too. <laughs> after two oh, races, it's okay. our points leader. Yeah. Someone's got to knock this guy down because can't be saying that name everywhere. I know. <laughs> Right? Um, So that pretty much wraps up everything at the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League at NASCAR.com. Like you know, uh, if you win this league this year, not only do you get a grand prize, but you do get entry into the Debris and Turn 3 Champions League we call the Wave Arounders. Right now there's just four of us, but it's a pretty heated uh, competition every week. It is. And right now... 
uh, is he has, like I said, just he also has a little something to hang his head on is that he's winning in uh, Chuck as first yeah. place. Took a little playoff point lead also. We have yeah. a little system in that league, which is a lot of fun and kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing real quick about the league at NASCAR.com is we noticed this week that it says uh, there's only 26 races on the schedule. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So is there going to be some sort of like playoff league that they're going to like, you know how the NFL on their site, they do just the regular season and then they have like a, a playoff challenge. Yes, I'm not entirely sure. I feel like last year they did something like that, but I can't be certain. And I did not see anything on there that says that that's how they'll do it. And if they, even if they do, how are they going to keep track of points for the whole schedule? Uh, do you move on to some chase thing or... Or you know, playoff right, yeah. type of game, and where, where does everybody else? Uh, are they still like in the league? There's a lot of a lot of unanswered questions right now about how the league is going to pan out. And quote from the league: It says each participant may only use a single driver a maximum of ten times per team over the course of the entire game period. So the way I read that, I figure that's 26 races. Yeah, that's what they say the game period is on their schedule. So I guess you could use one of these good guys, roughly about two and every two and a half races. Take a superstar player. Yeah. That's, I guess, what I'm going to try to do. Because I, yeah. I think looking at your schedule or your roster this week, you kind of picked some middle-of-the-road guys. Yeah, I don't want to give away my strategy, but it seems like the best thing to do is to maybe pick, like, three top-tier guys and two, like, lower-tier guys and kind of balance out. You, you know, you won't get the top, like the big points, but at least it'll last your drivers throughout and the season. And it can make a big push because I'm already noticing a big gap between some of these guys in the top five in points right now to everybody else. Yeah. I didn't do the math, but it's over 100 points already to from first to like fifth, sixth place. Yeah. Some of these guys had some good runs. Cool. So should we move on to the race? Let's do it. Okay. First things first, I can't even believe that they raced on Sunday. Yeah, it wasn't looking good. It did not look good. The All signs pointed to that this race was going to happen on Monday. Yep. So that's kind of like why we broke out the game. And we were like, <laughs> all right, it's got a little Thunder Rally 500. I'll put the race on my iPad right here, and yeah. we'll see what happens. Because they moved the race up till 1 o'clock. They made that announcement the day yeah. before. To try and beat the storm. To try to beat it, which but, it turned out to be a great move because although there was, a, a, how long was there? There was a, a two and a half hour rain delay. So they still had, uh, moved it up an hour, still had a two and a half hour rain delay. Yeah. And they but, had to dry the track by 5 p.m. in order to get the race in, which they did. some sort of noise ordinance or something at yeah, that Yeah, I wasn't track? sure. Steve O'Donnell tweeted that. I wasn't sure why. I, I, maybe just because of TV, but I don't know. And I only know that is because I heard somebody mention that while I was playing... NASCAR Heat 2. Yeah. Somebody said something about a noise ordinance around the, the Georgia racetrack, but uh, they have lights there. I've seen night races there, so yeah. I don't know what story with that was. But they managed to get the race in. Yep. Uh, sadly, I think they might have suffered uh, the crowd a little bit, the crowd size, because yeah. I had seen there were people who were tweet retweeting and posting messages on social media saying that the race was canceled. Like, it was canceled. I saw it with my own eyes. Right. Well, unless you see that official from NASCAR or something, like, why would you... I can't believe people leave go on to... You're right. You're right, yeah. Dan. Because like... that happened to me. I went to the Coca-Cola 600 a couple of years ago, and 
it was it rained and it got they wound up delaying it till the next day. But we stayed the entire day to make sure that they got the race in on that first day. And we were just waiting it out. Yeah. So and boy, did you wait it out? Yeah. <laughs> that was a long one, right? Yeah. I know you told and me it was that. rain shortened too the next day. Like I forget who won, but I was like so pissed. I was like, Ugh. I was yeah. Oh man. Okay, we could share uh, yeah that's rain a whole delay story. stories for yeah. another podcast. Uh, yeah. But they also they managed to dry the track, which they kept yeah. telling us why they have to repave the racetrack is because they can't dry it. Yeah. Well, they still managed to dry it and have a pretty cool race. It was like an old school kind of race. Yeah, I love this race. Uh, I mean, I've heard some complaints, but like I said, it was old school. You needed tires. This surface is rough. It wears out those tires. And you saw as soon as you got a fresh set of tires, your car just takes off. Yeah. And so that's the thing, though, because really some people go, hey, this is a 500 mile snooze fest. I, I disagree. You're no. you're you're working your car. There's multiple lanes. I, you might not have all the passes for the lead. OK, especially when there's a guy like Kevin Harvick yeah. at the point. But they're also there's passing all over the racetrack because guys are constantly making positions, falling in the field, taking tires, not taking cut tires. Yeah. And I feel like the stages now we're going to touch on that subject yeah. kind of get in the way of those things happening because yeah, but it I takes think that's a short pit kind of strategy out except for the very end. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think this is really only something we're going to see at this track because of the surface. Uh, I mean, obviously it was the, the competition caution at lap 32 because of the rain. Um, but yeah, none of the other track surfaces really wear out the tires like this. So I think this was kind of, you know, like the anomaly for the season. Yeah. Know? This is definitely one of the roughest surfaces. I think maybe Fontana. Yeah. Pretty brutal on the tires. Darlington's pretty rough still. Yeah. Uh, and I think I heard right now going forward that, uh, and we'll get into this some of the post race coverage, but I think for right now they're not going to repave the track, which was the hot topic after last year's race. Yeah, another race that Kevin Harvick dominated but couldn't win, and this year he dominated and finally did take the checkered flag home. Yeah, and like we mentioned in the winner's circle, it was an emotional win for the whole team. Yeah, I mean between the three winning the Daytona 500, and then. The 29, uh, you know, Harvick winning 17 years after his first win at Atlanta. You know. Getting on the radio, saying he waited <laughs> a long time to do that. I, I I felt it. I was like, you know what? This is a good win. And, uh, yeah, he, he lapped a lot of people, and but he has led 900 or so laps now in the last five races there. Yeah. Uh, and he jumped... He, well, I gotta say he doesn't say he jumped right out to the lead because and he won the first stage. But yeah. at the very beginning, it, I was like, "Wow!" The first kind of surprise was Ryan Newman yeah, taking he, the early yeah. lead. I was like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, Newman!" There yeah. you go. That didn't last too long though. No, no, Harvick kind of took over and and it's kind of exactly how I kind of I saw the first stage going. I thought yeah. Kyle Busch would then get pat. You know, I th- I figured he'd be leading there as soon as I saw Newman. I was said it was only a matter of time before Bush. Yeah. Kind of got there. And then even I said, I said, it doesn't matter a time before Harvick catches them both. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But, like, are we really going to keep doing these competition cautions? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the fence on this. I think that I thought that they shouldn't do them. But, uh, you it's, know, 
it, it's, it's, I think it's the right thing to do. Do you really think they need to check ty- the tire wear is going to be that different after racing on a green racetrack because of rain? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I kind of feel like that little like unknown thing is part of the race. Like, what's this racetrack going to be like right now? Mm-hmm. And if you're on top of the pit box, you got to call down to your driver and be like, listen, uh, we don't know exactly what it's going to be like right now. So in this first stint, you know, we got to take it easy. We'll come in, we'll get tires, and yeah. we'll look at it. Now we had this. Co- to me, it's just I don't another know the reason to throw the, the yellow and cautions. bunch them like, up. Have, is this something that NASCAR has done since its inception? Like, I don't really know the history of competition cautions. You know, I feel like I seen them. Yeah, they were there, and it was I was okay. NASCAR is calling a competition caution. Like they can do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like over the last several years we've just gotten more of it, and now every time it rains, it's just like. Well, it was, well, the precedent set. It's rained. We yeah. gr- when we race on a green racetrack, we want these guys to come in and get a chance to take a look at their tire wear, make sure everything's okay. Which to me is like, well, we just another good chance to come in and uh, take some tires and also bunch up and have a nice restart mm-hmm. for people on TV. Yeah, that's how I kind of really look at it. All right, um, I don't remember who won stage two. Well, stage two was looking like it was going to be won by Kevin Harvick until yeah. Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson, spun coming off turn two, yeah. having another tough afternoon. Oh, and, and then uh, Brad Keselowski won. Got okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and Which, then... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. It just made me think, like, has anyone swept the entire weekend of stages yet? Like, you know, like, like, like Harvick won the Xfinity race, won first stage, second stage, won the race... Not Has anyone taken the whole like weekend Like, in, in the three series, like, won every stage in all three series over well, a weekend? all three series would be really incredible, but yeah. maybe just the Xfinity and the Cup series? Not that I know of. That's going to be something that someone's going to try to, yeah. like, you know, a little notch on their belt. Yeah. A guy like Harvick has looked like he would be the perfect candidate to, yeah. you know, do that first. Yeah. And then in stage three, it was looking like there was going to be four cars to finish on the lead lap. But then was there a re- something happened at the end where, oh, I think it was just green flag pit stops. No, 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 no. no? There, was a, there was a late yellow at the end of the race. Well, see, that's where the race got good, I feel like, in that last stage of the race because guys had to make stops. And there was that question, are we going to make it on two stops? Are we going to go uh, or three stops? And these guys were doing that short pit thing. Yeah. And I love that. Because, okay, well, it's like, I'm going to make an extra pit stop, but I think my lap times are going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And it's that whole game. And just to, to some people, yeah, I guess I, I could be like kind of like look boring. But, I mean, we're race fans watching our race. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at lap times. I, you know, I, I, don't, I know it's very unpopular right now, but I like that leaderboard on the left side of the screen. Yeah. I like seeing the intervals and being able to kind of study it and look at all of them right there. Yeah. I mean... I mean, had they not had that leaderboard in that format, if it was just the scrolling like ticker along the top, I wouldn't have really known how many cars were on the lead lap. At least with the side thing, you can see like how many how many laps everyone's down and everything. So. Yeah, and see now, it's a kind of like a double edged sword because people don't like that. They mm-hmm. want more of their TV screen, even though it's kind of translucent and it's not really blocking too much. Yeah. And it also shows a lot of good information. Yeah. But they don't like it because it's, it is kind of big. You And the reality is you don't really need it 
because you can just look on your phone or your laptop or and keep a leaderboard open, which is what I always did. Yeah, but do you? Th- th- I mean, the people that complain about the races being on the cable channels are not going to be on their computers and laptops looking at lap times. No, and that's true too. Cameras. I mean, it's, I have like a whole command center <laughs> when I'm like home and like if I run, I really want to watch the race. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. But that being said, it's also it's great now for if I happen to miss the race and I'm going to watch it on DVR, which hasn't happened yet this year. Yeah. But I was thinking about it this week. I said, now it's like I have the leaderboard and I can file that stuff while I'm watching on replay. Yeah. Because normally you just had that little ticker at the top scrolling across and then they went to the box where it switched. Yeah. And which I thought was better. And I think now this is even better than that because it's kind of being, if I don't watch the race live, I still have that same sort of feature right there on the broadcast and I'm all for it. Yeah. So that's what helped me figure out how many cars were actually on the lead lap at the end. So 13 cars finished on the lead lap. And like we said, that's old school racing, you know, where basically the entire field is laps down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, But on a rough Georgia pavement like that, it's just hard on those tires. And some guys had a real tough day. And I tell you who had the youngsters had a real tough day. Yeah. In the top 10, the top eight, we're all veterans until Larson was in ninth and Chase Elliott 10th. Yeah. Well, that just shows that Daytona is its own animal. Anyone can have a chance to win that race. But once you get down to the mile and a half, downforce tracks. Which is know. even better why it's the first race of the season. You know, yeah. like, what put on that show. I know, like, still a hot topic, even leading yeah. into this race, right. was Daytona. But, uh, and there's also a lot of talk around scheduling first and second races and the real season starting. You have that conversation leading into Atlanta. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this a little bit, about Atlanta being the second race of the season. Um because I feel like it's since they restructured the schedule a little bit, um, this is the fourth year that Atlanta has been the second race of the season. And I feel like it's been plagued with weather issues ever since they did that. Um, so in the last 10 years, the second race of the season was Fontana from 2005 to 2010, Phoenix from 2011 to 2014, and now Atlanta 2015 to present so i don't know should that race be moved because bristol used to be thrown in the west coast swing for a while and they were having weather issues and they bumped it back a few weeks see i have mixed feelings about this because maybe in that part of georgia right over there maybe they just have some foul weather this type of year but i like its proximity to daytona i like that if you wanted to, you could kind of camp from one race to the other if you wanted to follow the teams. Because a lot of people yeah. do that. They get their campers. People were parked outside of Atlanta Motor Speedway on Sunday of the 500, waiting yeah. to get in, hang out there. And they were there all week. Yeah. And it was a great crowd in the infield at Atlanta this weekend. I saw one post. Somebody said something like, they should move the race in Atlanta and make it in the early spring uh, I'm sorry, the late spring or the early fall because the weather is great. I was like, yeah, it is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding right. me? Genius idea. Right? Uh, um, no, listen, they used to race in Richmond, Virginia for the second race of the season. They used to go as yeah, far as Rockingham was Rockingham the second race also. for a while. I mean, 
yeah, when you look at the history of the sport, those were like the second race of the season. But this is 2018. I hate to say these two words on a NASCAR show, but it's but it's real. It's called climate change. <laughs> so the weather patterns, it's unpredictable right now. We don't yes. know what's happening in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, you I, know, I, we, if they wanted to stay on the East Coast for the second week, they could easily go down to Miami, you know? But, no, no. But I then, then what becomes the last race that. of the season, you know? Like, yes. I mean, it's good weather now, and it's also great weather at the end of November when they go to Miami, so... Sure it is. And that's why Miami needs to stay the neutral site for the NASCAR championship in Miami in November. Like who doesn't want to go to Miami in November? (laughs) So maybe they go to Vegas right, right away, you know, because they used to do that. They used to go to, like I said, they used to go to Fontana and Phoenix the week after Daytona. So why not just do that whole West coast swing right away, get it out of the way. And then that, head back east. That may be a solution if and the weather Atlanta continues to, to like be a problem in, in Martinsville's Atlanta. spot, or you know, bump everything back where it goes. Maybe it goes like Atlanta, Martinsville, Bristol. You know, like I, I said, I, I I like the idea of. I think some fans like to be able to maybe go to both races, and they could maybe make Daytona and then head out and then go to Atlanta. Maybe that's what they're thinking, yeah. but. It's not a terrible idea to do Daytona and then just go to the West Coast and do those three races there because out in the desert, I mean, it's just beautiful weather. Yeah. It's pretty much every time we go there. What are the chances of rain out there? Watch this weekend a little rain. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Oh, you you said that NASCAR is posting videos online now, like right after the race ends or like, like a couple yeah. of days after? Like a heck of a lot quicker than they have in the past especially last season. Yeah. I think, let's say, for instance, we just watched Daytona last weekend, or two weekends ago now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Daytona's race would be on YouTube until after Atlanta. Yeah. That's how it was kind of going. Yep. I, I didn't really see. It was like Monday or Tuesday that Daytona race was up. I was like, wow, that was quick. And same thing happened this week. I looked on YouTube, and I was like, wow, the full race is already up. It was like Monday mm-hmm. or Tuesday. I mean, that's great that NASCAR is embracing technology and putting these races up online. Like, why Why should you have to, if you don't have a DVR, you don't have cable, why should you have to wait two weeks to watch a race? In, especially in this like day and age, because yeah. everything is about content. And I think, like, like I said, this is another topic for another podcast of yeah. why NASCAR struggle, struggles in numbers. I, we've talked about it in previous episodes is it's content there's so much out there and uh, there's a lot to compete with yeah and just just so much at your fingertips to get of course guess what races on sunday you got to put it up because people will just be like hey i can't get it i want to watch it i want to watch it but i can't yeah it's i mean people just they want they're demanding they demand their free content yep (laughs) (laughs) which Uh, we're happy to give to you at the (laughs) debuting turn three fan cast yep nascar fantasy league nascar.com please join yeah (laughs) Well, maybe we'll get the right episode up online this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Dan. Yeah. You got the Tommy Lee Jones post not once but twice this week. Yeah. I don't know what, because we did the podcast here, and I edited it at home, and I was also transferring files from my hard drive on the computer to my external hard drive. I don't know what happened. I must have labeled something wrong and put up the Daytona show 
no, put up, yeah, put up the Speed Week show instead of Daytona or something. Right. Yeah. And so you yeah. did that on the when they, you normally put up the show, but then yeah. what happened? So then I took it down and thought that I put up the right episode, and it still was the same episode. <laughs> so we got to send you to Tommy Lee Jones yeah. meme again. So the, the, this episode will be airing at its correct time. Right. You yeah. know who else is airing podcasts now? Um, I saw that Glass Case of Emotion is back, but is there something else? Oh, I didn't see that they're back. I'll yeah. tune in for those. That show is fun. Uh, I haven't tuned in yet for Austin Dillon's podcast He's called a... Barn Life. <laughs> God. <laughs> Look, does he? I, I was gonna say, does he wear his hat? But it's a podcast, so you can't see him wearing his hat. Wet. What's going on? Is what he, is the he hat? Thinks he's is Richard Petty. I don't know. He, he has the nickname the Ace. That's like his. All of a sudden, Austin Dillon's he's got like all these different personas. Yeah. Like, gotta choose one, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are Austin you? Austin Dillon, aka the Ace, aka. Hey, I guess like someone, some cowboys are called Ace, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's hey, like a Ace. rapper. He's got like five uh, <laughs> names. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the P Diddy of NASCAR. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's Ace now. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's gonna give you a little card. He's gonna have yeah. like a symbol, <laughs> a little Ace of Spades. Yeah. <laughs> And Austin Dillon just stops talking, doesn't do any more interviews, yeah. just walks around with a bottle of Coca-Cola <laughs> in his hand and tipping his cowboy hat. Ugh. All right, I'm done with that. Want to get on to some other racing news, Dan? Yeah. So in other racing news, uh, in the other racing series that oh. are out there. Wait, 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 wait. I almost forgot, though. What? This is kind of, I just saw this today. Did you see the quote? From Kevin Harvick, no. On I think probably his Happy Hour show on Sirius, no. Oh, he. There's a quote here about kind of was talking about Danica Patrick and that ten car now. Oh really? I'll read. I'll read. I'll read it to you. Okay. So uh, he says, "quote The thing I took away from Atlanta was the number ten car and Eric Almarola were more competitive for us, and that is important for us to have that extra set of notes." that we really hadn't used the last several years because that car hasn't performed well enough. It hasn't been competitive enough to really bring anything to the table. To see that number 10 car running well is great for myself, Kurt, and Clint, and everybody at SHR. Wow. Pretty That's heavy a, statement. Yeah. It's a real dig at Danica. Yeah. Very very political. Very, yeah. Very, very like... You know, kind of middle of the road. Like, yeah. But it's a dig. It's like a, it's like a backhanded compliment for right. Almarola. Yeah. Yeah. But man, oh man! So, I guess they're looking for a little more from that car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing this now today. Everyone's kind of talking about it. It's getting yeah. all spread all over the place. Breaking news. Yeah. On the and you hear it at 8 a.m. today. Um, <laughs> all right. So last week I mentioned about the halo on the F1 cars sure. and like interested to see what the cockpit view looked like and everything. So uh, a couple of teams actually posted some videos today, and I was looking at it, and it's not that. It doesn't obstruct their view that much, but I just don't understand why that bar is down the center. Like, I know that they're trying to c protect the driver's head, but they could easily just put a windscreen and have that top bar still protecting the yeah, head. They could. And it's still technically an open, open cockpit car at that point, but I don't know. The FIA had a couple of things to say about this was they did a test with the tires mm -hmm. flying at the cockpit of the car, yeah. and the halo repelled that car, that force, better than anything else. Okay. And the, the driver said, just think about when you're racing, that little bar coming down the center, the driver's pretty much never looking. 
right at the center of the car. They're always kind of looking to the next corner. Okay. Out the side there. So they said it really didn't obstruct their view at all. All right. That's cool. Um, I also saw that they're, that F1 is launching F1 TV. Uh, it's like a subscription-based streaming service where you can watch the Grand Prix commercial-free in any uh, – it comes in a couple of different languages. Uh, That's how cool. I watch the MotoGP races with their yeah. subscription service, and it's fantastic. You can tap into onboards and mm-hmm. change your camera angles around, and I can watch it. Every practice session, qualifying, it's great. I think this is awesome for F1. That's cool. Let's see if NASCAR gets on board with something like that. I don't yeah. know, though. I don't see it with the way their TV structures are. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I added this last little part here just today. About it, iRacing? About iRacing, yeah. What well, this last couple, of, I've been playing NASCAR Heat 2 a little more lately. There's a, a couple yeah. of guys been playing that game, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, it's super cool, like, we, start, we can race modified, street stocks, yeah. now sprint cars on dirt. And they have like these broadcast deals, streaming. And NASCAR sanctions the peak antifreeze series. Mm-hmm. And now we see guys like Ty Majeski, William Byron breaking into the Cup Series that were on iRacing and doing yeah. sim racing. I mean, is this like something that like race, we got race people are going to start to cover? Race people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- well, I mean, that's kind of how Dale Jr. found the driver for his uh, late model, right? He said he said that is that yeah, how he did was it? yeah he like found someone on iRacing. So, I mean, that again, that's a whole other discussion of our future drivers going to come from iRacing versus local right. short tracks. You know, I don't know because this is incredible the the game, and I mean, I kind of want it because I mean, I it's, I got NASCAR Heat Two. It's the first console video game I've got. NASCAR yeah. for a long time. But I think iRace, you have to subscribe to that. You do. You need right? like a whole tower and yeah. everything. And there's all sorts of rules. But it's it's uh, supposed to be a great racing experience. I also, as much as I really want it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a small New York City apartment. So I don't really don't know how, how to explain my whole sim racing get up. <laughs> like if somebody yeah. comes over, that's like they're, it's a second date killer right there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's this? This is my sim racing setup. Ooh, cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's 3D. <laughs> Rumble Want to show me? Want to show you how it works? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not- <laughs> All right. I think that's good for, for other racing news. Moving on. <laughs> Las Vegas Motor Speedway is this weekend. I'm into it, man. Las Vegas. Yeah. I think it's a great destination for NASCAR. It's been a welcoming one for all the teams. I can't wait for the little hauler parade. Yeah. Uh, and they have a great crowd. Yeah. I like this track because it's not like the other mile and a half. So, like, I know they, they increased the banking and everything a couple of years ago, uh, but it doesn't have, like, that shape of, like, Las- Charlotte, Texas, Atlanta. It's more a little more round. Uh, Las I think. Vegas and Kansas Speedway race really well. Yeah. I, I find like I think the racing and the, those two tracks in particular are a little kind of similar. They've been it's been pretty exciting lately for as far as mile and a half go. Because every time one of them come up on the schedule, you kind of get a little cringe. You're like, yeah. ooh, you don't know what kind of race it's going to be. Yeah, you know, handling is going to be a big thing. The arrow push, all that stuff. Yeah. But it, but Vegas is always a good race. It, it is a good race. Uh, the last few have been have been great. <laughs> it was an exciting finish last year. Um, Last year's Vegas race, I think, directly impacted the finale and Kyle Busch's chances at the championship. We talked about it at the last episode last year when... I don't remember. 
Ah, uh, we didn't because we didn't do it le- at last episode. No, last we didn't year. do it. We didn't do the last. We didn't do the last episode last year. We also didn't start the show until Martinsville, so we never even covered Vegas last year. No, and we would have when we if we had covered, we would have talked about Kyle Busch punching Joey Logano in the face. Oh yes. And so what and I was alluding to was the like, fact that Joey Logano raced Kyle Busch really hard. Okay. That last part of the race yeah. in and Homestead. that put Jeff Gluck on the map. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. He got caught a great video of Kyle Busch yeah. maybe connecting with that right hook. Uh, I think. <laughs> there really is no conclusive video evidence. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but, but I, I couldn't. I mean, I totally thought that was Joey Logano's fault. Anyway, just saying it. I yeah. thought Kyle Busch actually left him plenty of room there. Uh, but I, I just couldn't believe he look. actually I'd, went and punched him in the face. Yeah. Also, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, but looking forward or looking ahead at this weekend, when do we have to have our picks in for the qualifying? Yes, because Friday uh, cup qualifying is at seven p.m. on FS1. So you want to make sure that you go in and get your uh, your qual- your poll uh, prediction in on the Fantasy Live before seven fifteen on Friday, um, and then later that night nine o'clock. Uh, the truck series is on FS1. Uh, Saturday night ish, Saturday afternoon, the Xfinity series is on at 4 p.m. on FS1, and then Sunday the big show Cup Series 3:30 on Fox. I actually one day would love to do a little three race West Coast swing, kind of follow them all. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, but if I can't do that. I would really like to go to a race at Las yeah. Vegas. Oh, this, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Phoenix next week. Sorry. Okay. I was just saying that next week is the last time that Phoenix is going to have the start-finish line on. Right. Not the dog leg. Which is, it's right. Yeah. Which is weird because it's going to be like two tracks in one year. Yeah. And they don't even have the stands complete yet, so there'll be empty stands on well, the construction. Well, we have until the second to the end race in November to go back to yeah. uh, Phoenix. Yeah. So that's Vegas. Uh, let's do our head-to-head picks. Oh yeah, I I picked Harvick, dude. Last week, uh, it was a, it was a great pick. It was yeah. a great pick. Um, I mean, that's what you get for getting first pick. So you won. I chose Chase Elliott. Came in second. I'm going to pick first this time. Okay. And man, Matt, you really should have thought about it before the show, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't this re- one. I didn't really put Jeez any thought Louise. into it. Okay, so I have one guy. If I pick him, I can't use him for the rest of the season now. Yep. Man, oh, man. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Hmm. We're going to go with a big-time guy here because it's his mile-and-a-half tracks. I'm going to go with 2017 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion Martin Truex Jr. Wow. it's a good pick. I think he's going to try to bounce back after the rough start with family inspection 45 mm-hmm. times last week. <laughs> Um, I am going to go with someone who won the second stage this week at Atlanta. Mm. Also very good at Vegas. He is very good at Vegas. That is Brad Keselowski. Mm. I was thinking about perhaps taking him. I wanted to take a, a hard hitter right here. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think this is like kind of like early in the baseball season where great pitchers could kind of, they have that just timing advantage, I feel like, on some hitters. Yeah. They're just a little slower, and you can see these great pitching performances. I feel like that's where we are right now at Las Vegas this weekend. We're going to see some of these like top notch teams like shine and, you know, really hit it. Yeah. So, so. yes. That- uh, okay. Yeah. Dan. Is that the end of the show? Yeah, Dan, that's the end of the show, and that might be the end for the Islanders because it's now 3-1 to one in Montreal, and 
they don't seem to have their legs tonight. Yeah. But all right, we'll uh, we'll get out of here. We'll crack open another red, white, and blue. Catch the end of the hockey game. Uh, until next week, like and uh, follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, everywhere on social media. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe, rate, rate us, review, right? do the whole thing. Yeah, and, you know, tell your friends. Join up in the league, and, you know, the more the merrier. We have a big, uh, you know, every race is always a chance for, you know, all the glory. And maybe you get your team name up on the Debris and Turn 3 <laughs> fan cast. Yep. So, from Brooklyn, New York City. Guys, till next time, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. See ya. Adios.